0: hi it's jared i realized when i listened to this recording that because i have a horrendous cold i sound terrible so apologies in advance for all the phlegm unless you're into that in which case enjoy Sodomites and welcome to the Sinister Sissies Podcast, your guide to true crime, horror and everything sinister, hosted by two gay guys from Australia. I'm Jared, your master of depravity, and I'm here with the wonderful, hidden under a blanket, very high-tech, Paul carp.
1: I'm pulling out all the stops here, all the tricks, of <laughs> the trade.
0: Um, so Paul, 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 Paul. Hail Satan. That's the theme for today. We're going Hail to-
1: Satan, if that's what you're into, I guess. Yeah.
0: No, no, mandatory hailing of Satan. Mandatory, okay. Absolutely mandatory hailing of Satan. Uh, this is our episode on Satanism and homosexuality, uh, which uh, we've kind of been hinting at for a number of episodes. I think way back in the Gal episode, we, we started talking about that because uh, Gal. Uh, the lead singer of Gorgoroth and a lot of various other bands uh, calls himself a Satanist and a specific kind of Satanist as we will learn now the biggest thing that I want to like start off talking about when I'm talking about Satanism is clearly it's silly for adults (laughs) to be calling themselves Satanists
1: I get that yeah I was I was really surprised that uh even in the big comparison chart of the, the two big strands of Satanism, uh, they both got crosses for actually believing in Satan. Neither of yeah, them do.
0: Yeah, and that, that's that's the important thing to note when we are talking about contemporary Satanism is they're not taking it overly seriously. There's there's a bit of there's a bit of fun in it. There's a bit of cheekiness in how they go about things. So when I start talking about satanic. Religions and satanic philosophy. You need to keep in mind that, like, they're having a bit of fun. It's a bit of, bit of huckster, bit of joking, bit of joking around, uh, and that that's part of it. But another part of it also is what I actually think is really exciting, which is this really intellectual uh, approach to to life and to uh, the death of you know, traditional religious beliefs, particularly Christian beliefs, and how they've gone about approaching that. It's a bit of silly, bit of serious. Uh so how how's your philosophy, Paul?
1: Uh oh, I did a bit at uni, but uh I've gotta admit there was not much uh not much Satanism in the uh jurisprudence course on uh on redistri- redistribution and um Different different theories of fairness that I did. So uh, yeah, I'm not not sure on how's certain, your,
0: how's your Nietzsche, your Frederick Nietzsche.
1: Uh, Ubermensch. Is that is, that, a is, that, that Nietzsche? is a thing. That is a thing. yeah. Okay. Uh, Nazis loved him. Is that is not that also true? A thing?
0: Not true. Nazis loved Nietzsche's sister's interpretation of his philosophy. Clarification. Oh, man. Blaming his well, sister. Well, she was a Nazi, so. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I'm okay. on board now. Um, because I, I want to argue, and lots of people have argued, that that contemporary Satanism is what's known as a post-Nietzschean idea or a post-Nietzschean philosophy. And there's a lot of Nietzsche in particularly the Church of Satan when we talk about that. So what does that mean? What is the cliff notes completely simplified and every philosophy student is going to yell at me for saying this sort of stuff? kind of 101 with, with Nietzsche. Well, first things, God is dead, very famously. God is dead. What does God is dead mean? Well, God is dead means that uh, this, like, traditional Abrahamic religious set of beliefs from Judaism to Christianity to Islam, um, they don't really hold up to modern understandings of the world, you know. Evolution kind of fucked a lot of it because... Uh, we had this really, uh, concrete idea of how we were within the place within the universe and that humans were really special. And then Darwin comes along and he's like, no, no, you're just like apes. You're just evolved apes. And so like the, the, uh, spirit of, of life that, that, that Christianity, uh, and all those religions brang. Uh, suddenly is no longer tenable. And so, like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah,
1: because we thought we were special. We thought we were made in God's God. And now we're try. not,
0: right? And then when all of that, like, really nice narrative is swept away, you're left with a lot of, like, not really great conclusions about, you know, uh, our lives being objectively pointless and uh, this, this... Humanity not going along some sort of progressive path to some utopian ideal, the universe being indifferent to us, horrible things happening for no, you know, cosmological reason. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a, a dismal way of thinking, right? And so that's what he called nihilism. So that's the nihilist part of, of Nietzschean philosophy. And then he was like, no, we need to move beyond nihilism and actively create our own aesthetics our own ethics our own set of principles in how we should live our life and that is the springboard upon which satanism comes in
1: what uh, well i mean aren't there lots of uh, lots of philosophies that don't believe in God and and, and uh, need to construct a system of of, of belief uh, just based on man uh, that don't result in you know devil horns and pointy tails. So, and, so Nietzsche aren't are we missing? Well, a step?
0: Nietzsche was very uh, sceptical of kind of scientific and reason focused philosophies because essentially they were still working under the paradigm that humans were special. And so they, pri- they privileged their uh, reasoning capacities and their thinking capacities um, to, to sort out um, aspects of the world. And Nietzsche said that, well, ultimately, you're not going to come up with some sort of objective doctrine about how to live your life. That's just not something that you're going to be able to reason out. You need to just actively will- Yourself into the world, your internal will, your internal desires, and how you want to um, project yourself into the world uh, is going to happen, and that may be, you know, reason based, but it also may be just purely emotional based, or it may be aesthetic, or it may be all these different things. Um, you can't privilege one aspect of of human consciousness and human human beings.
1: Um, yeah, well, I, I I can see how uh, I can see how. Uh, you would doubt that you'd be able to get to an objective system, uh, of, of beliefs, but, um, you can still have philosophies that are internally consistent, um, that, that use man as the measure. Uh, I, I still think there are a few extra steps before we get to, um, before we get to, to say
0: internal consistency, right? Right. Why should we believe in our perception of internal consistency or logic? Um uh oh because uh- boom you're a post-modernist now <laughs> and so that like questioning of both religious dogma and also i guess reason and and science is being able to answer these questions about like how should i live my life you know what what cultural value should i have what aesthetic value should i have Uh, the inability of science to answer this question led to a whole bunch of new religious movements in the late 19th and early 20th century Um, obviously the hippie movement was a big one of them and their way of dealing with this crisis of meaning was to kind of go back to nature and it's all about um, uh, viewing humans as animal and part of the natural uh, order of things and then you get a sense of meaning or purpose by kind of sublimating your, your ego into the natural world. Those new religious movements, the hippies identifying back to nature, and then the spooky fun stuff, which is all these kind of neo-pagan and occult traditions that sprang up in the early 20th century. So, uh, you had Wicca, which was um, a, a religious reinterpretation. Secret messaging app. <laughs> Wicca with two C's. <laughs> uh, so witchcraft. There was it was a um, contemporary reinterpretation of these old myths about witches and claiming that the, you know we can rediscover these practices and do them again. You then also had like quite quite interesting uh, occult traditions and philosophies like uh, Thelema, Have you heard of Thelema? No, I haven't. So, Thelema was um, created by Aleister Crowley, who is this, like, crazy, wacky man um, who believed that an ancient Egyptian god uh, gave him insight into the inner workings of the universe and ended up actually creating this whole new religious movement throughout the 60s and 70s that was really, really popular. Um, And the basic idea of Thelema, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because Thelema actually uh, seems to have a connection to contemporary Satanism. Because Thelema was all about, um, again, there's no Christian God, there's not some sort of objective God looking down on you, but uh, the universe is like an impersonal force that is working through all of us. Uh, and that your goal through these mystic magical rituals and things like that is to find out what your true will is and to fulfill your true will. So that, that was the, the tradition that came out of Thelema.
1: Sounds straight out of the self help section of uh, the bookstore.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, Again, all these new agey movements eventually did turn into kind of very commercialized self-help things. But it it was a trend. It was a trend in the early 20th century. So the first uh, Church of Satan, the original uh, satanic religion, uh, was founded in 1966 in San Francisco by Mm -hmm. a guy named Anton LaVey. Uh, Mm -hmm. Very strange eccentric man. Have you seen a photo of Anton LaVey?
1: I have, yeah. He's got a weird kind of Dali vibe about him, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, very kind of artsy vibe. Again, a lot of this stuff you can tell that they're trying to be a bit silly. There's a very famous photo of Anton LaVey in a little devil costume that's like two sizes too small for him. And so it's like this tight-fitting devil costume with like little tiny horns um meanwhile there's like naked women um uh hanging out everywhere so Anton LaVey founded this religion inspired by uh a couple of different things inspired by these occult movements like Thelema and Aleister Crowley but also inspired by a lot of individualist philosophers I know you're gonna bring up Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, oh, I think, was in the mix, but I don't know if she was a major influence on him or not. I've got I've got some quotes on on the politics and whether or not there's an impact on the politics. But the focus of today though is on homosexuality and sexual expression and that sort of stuff. So Did many gays get in on the ground level? I mean, this was
1: founded in 1966 in San Francisco. So were there many gays in in the, the, the initial
0: clutch of members? I think you answered your own question. It's 1966 in San Francisco. <laughs> of course there was. <laughs> um, and actually, um, a lot of founding members who were trans um, didn't quite identify in the, the same way that we do now, but probably would be called trans now. It
1: just seems like the more pissed off you are at Christianity, the more likely you are <laughs> to fall in with this crowd.
0: Maybe. And and I suppose, and you made the very good point in the Garl episode of... Uh, if you're trying to move beyond Christianity, why would you define yourself in opposition to it?
1: Yeah. They they chose a, a, a religious symbol, uh, you know, from a theistic religion to, to make a point about, you know, individual self-expression. And I just, I just find that really odd. I think
0: the, the rationale for it was if... So, under Nietzschean philosophy... Uh, Christianity is incorrect, but then Nietzsche and many people have also emphasized the fact that the Christianity in Western countries is so foundational that we've internalized a lot of Christian ideas into our institutions, into our secular morality, into our philosophy, into so many things um, that it's not just a matter of, oh, I don't believe in the supernatural stuff. If you're going to reject Christianity, um, you really need to rethink all of the things that have helped form our current civilization, um, because they, they have been influenced and formed by the Christian religion. And so LeVay's point is to say, okay, we know that this bullshit thing, um, has, has been an undercurrent in our civilization and we know it's incorrect and we know that it's come up with some really ridiculous ideas. Why don't I create an entire belief system um, in opposition to it. Um, not just in opposition to it, but idealizing the very figure of its antagonism, which, which is Satanism. If Christianity is uh, anti-life, then Satan must be life-affirming. Anton Zandor LeVay uses uh, as somewhat of a credo this timeless quote. Remember, evil backwards spells live. <laughs> Somehow that never occurred to me. Never occurred to me until one of my disciples brought it forth, and I imagine uh, it's uh, quite true with many of us.
1: Make, makes sense, but uh, it still sounds like a teenager going to their room and slamming their door to piss off their parents, but it does, it does make sense.
0: So, the, the slamming the door to piss off your parents... Uh, again, the kind of half tongue in cheek, half not side of it is where it gets really confusing because when you (laughs) read the fundamental principles of the church of Satan, they definitely sound like a pissed off teenager in how they've, they phrase things. So the, the nine satanic statements, um, I'll read them off real quickly. They are Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more often worse than those who walk on all fours, who, because of his divine spiritual and intellectual development, has become the most vicious animal of all. Satan represents all of the so-called sins as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. Uh, Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had, and he has kept it in business all these years.
1: In case you haven't noticed,
0: I'm weird. I'm a weirdo.
1: Can I, can I run through some thoughts that I had on those?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay, so my first thought was that the first couple about like indulgence and vital existence, those ones I thought, like, that could be lots of philosophies, like Epicureanism. Like, you know, live a good life, you know, stuff your face at the dinner table if it feels good. Uh, you know, li- live for now and not for a- an afterlife that doesn't exist. That seemed very Epicurean to me. Uh,
0: but the Epicurean philosophy, though, it was like cultivated indulgence. Not what this is, which is like, yeah, be the pig in the mud, you know, eat the scraps.
1: Okay uh kindness to those who deserve it not uh, the love of ingrates that sounded so libertarian to me it just sounded like you know um uh, uh, robert nozick tried to boil his philosophy down to an equivalent of um the socialist from each according to his ability to each according to his need and it was some like hideously unwieldy thing that was like from from each who has justly acquired it to each that you know he contracts <laughs> with you know voluntarily some some garbage like that but it's it's it, that sounded very libertarian to me, um, it, it, not having an obligation to other people, uh, but but deciding you know who's who's deserving of your time or, or attention or or, or or any of those things. Um, some of them just like flat out confused me. Like number six about like psychic vampires, I, I didn't get that one at all. Um, and then the last couple I thought were finally the ones that like really brought home for me okay, these people think that they're really badass because you know like all <laughs> of the sin, all of the sins are gratifying, you know uh, Disrespecting your parents, murder like okay, all right these people think they're really fucking hardcore.
0: So, I will, I will respond in turn, because I think it's a valid point, valid point. Uh, the first thing about the, the politics. So, I went to the uh, particular section on the Church of Satan website that deals with, you know, political beliefs. And they basically are, an, the, first of all, it, it is a religion. So, it's not a, an overtly political Philosophy. So there's a difference between political philosophy and religion in terms of just how they're conceptualized and what they're focusing on. It's about how to live, not necessarily about how the state should function. Uh, and in fact, there's a bit of a hint, at least in some of the writings of LeVay, which seemed to think that he was very anti-politics. Um, he talks about, uh, politics being kind of an emotional drive, an emotional drive to change the world that, that lasts till about the age of 24. So it's, he, he, I think he, he doesn't see much of a, a need to be overly politically active or to have a political consciousness. Um, there's a, there's another line, I think this is from, not from uh, Anton LaVey, but from one of his disciples who says that um, uh, there is never a cause that we must live for. We ourselves, our lives, and our love of life are the only causes that we endorse without hesitation. Uh, and they have a very much, yeah, anti-political view overall. Uh, so... What's what's the Church of Satan's perspective on sex? It's actually kind of interesting because, you know, there's the traditional kind of libertarian perspective, um, which is kind of quite free-for-all, um, and definitely that's there, that kind of civil libertarian idea towards sexuality. So um, in a chapter the chapter called Satanic Sex in the Satanic ba- Bible, which... I do have, but I don't have in front of me. I should have got it. Um, there's a line by LeVay where he says, Satanism encourages any form of sexual expression you may desire so long as it hurts no one else. Pretty pretty stock standard liberal libertarian ideas to sexuality. But then he goes on and uh, specifically critiques the hippie movement and kind of sex positive type movement. Um, specifically talking about, um, although we we advocate for sexual freedom, we are not about uh, pushing forward a certain conception of, of free love. So it's not about... Because, uh, you know, at the time in terms of the hippie movement, it was all about well, everyone must... Get rid of their conservative mores and go and pursue their own sexual pursuits and free love for everyone. That the the default was that you were very sexually open. Mm. Doesn't doesn't say that. So Satanism
1: is like if it feels good, do it. Whereas hippies would be like, it would expect uh, sex to increase their connection to other people and that they would get revelations or something out of that
0: lave didn't really see the uh, emancipation from sexual guilt as being a project worth supporting he he saw value in people not taking on um collective ideas but um using current social morals or using current social structures or hierarchies and things like that um for their own sexual gratification and i think In that way, he's kind of got a really nuanced perspective of fetishes and S&M and the the pleasures of deviancy. Um, And in fact, the Church of Satan was one of the first new religious movements and the first kind of quasi-political movements to just wholeheartedly support S&M and wholeheartedly support bondage and all of those sorts of things when a lot of other kind of progressive, what they would call Christian you know secularly christian organizations were like no you couldn't like that stuff you're clearly idealizing your own oppression you're clearly internalizing um it's this guilt you need to free yourself of all of this and you'll be in this pure refined free love state um levay instead saw, saw us as like contradictory animals that we were we would get gratified by things, but then turned off by things and then feel shame, but then also get gratified by things. And it was about balancing that in a way that you kind of speared your impulses in a way that you were ultimately satisfied with life.
1: So you should do it because it's it feels naughty rather than tell people that it's okay because there's no, there's no bigger turn off than, uh, you know, telling people that they can be fisted or, you know. Sleep with their sister. Well,
0: yeah, there was a big emphasis on consent, so consent was really big, and it was one of the foundational principles. It was basically uh, all rules are off except for consent. Consent is like key. Um, yes, which is good. Uh, you just did the alt right Nazi symbol. <laughs> I did
1: the I did the okay and scuba diving symbol, not the uh, white power okay. symbol. <laughs>
0: Where does it stop? Where does it end? I don't. <laughs> uh the uh, so so he, he talks about things like um some people are nymphomaniacs but we shouldn't be pushing this idea on women that they need to all be nymphomaniacs in order to be fully liberated similarly he doesn't think that the opposite is healthy either he the good thing about the individualist uh perspective or moral perspective is that there's a lot less moral analysis and overthinking and critiquing about sexual desires the idea is pursue those sexual desires don't overthink it don't overcomplicate it just pursue your sexual desires easy peasy and i think the interesting part of that is that i think it understands as well that that taboos around sex um increase enjoyment which is a thing it's like a very well documented thing that like the heights of sexual pleasure are all about transgression. Um, and so there's a quote by, I think it's by someone horrible like Camille Paglia, but there's a quote that's something like, um, there's, there's nothing less erotic than a nudist colony, which kind of captures that, I think, really well. He also, when I was um, looking through, uh, had this really strong defense of asexuality as well.
1: Oh, that's quite ahead of its time.
0: Yeah, so he, one of the critiques that he had about the hippie movement is the hippie movement viewed sex as this like necessarily liberation-y type thing that everyone needed to, you know, free love was mandatory, basically. Um, and he said that, no, people have can have other pursuits as well. We don't need to privilege sex necessarily as this, like, be-all, end-all to fulfilling lives. And if people don't desire that, that's fine as well. So it, it's within this context that, that LeVay and the church of Satan has always tolerated homosexuality that, um, and in a way that I think is much more healthy than some modern takes on kind of gay rights or gay identity. Um, the church of Satan has always treated homosexuality as like a fetish or as like, uh, being non-monogamous, you know, anything, um, that, uh, was sexual in nature, if it was deviant from the norm, that probably meant that, that people were pursuing their own life and therefore it was a big thumbs up from them. Again, LeVay was very supportive of gay people. Gay people were always welcome within the Church of Satan and were active in the Church of Satan for a very long time. Um, he did have uh, odd views about sexual desire that are, are kind of strange and that the Temple of Satan, which is the more progressive organization that was formed fairly recently, it has been quite critical of Anton LaVey's views on uh, sexuality. In particular, he had this idea that um, when you're making a salad, um, that heterosexual men prefer sweet dressings Whilst um, uh, w- heterosexual women and gay men prefer more savoury or bitter dressings, like in blue cheese. Um, and his theory behind that is that, particularly with gay men, that the smell of blue cheese was like the smell of like sweaty jock straps in the locker room.
1: <laughs> I did see that in the, 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 <laughs> the Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple kind of go went Of course all, they did. You know, people's front people's front of Judea Judean People's Front uh with a very snarky website comparing themselves to the Church of Satan. And when I saw that in the table about like blue cheese uh salad dressing, I was just like, Yeah, I really get the impression that they don't like the Church of Satan. Or well, they
0: don't. They really don't. Um and we'll get to them in a moment. So the Church of Satan's still around. They've got an active website. They've got a very sassy Twitter. But apart from that, not really still functioning as a religious movement. There were a couple of offshoots from the Church of Satan. Uh, there was the Temple of Set, uh, which was uh, an organization that decided to double down on the kind of occult side of of satanism which was there because of you know alistair crowley and Thelema and all these previous things uh that's more of a spooky black magic organization as far as i know as or as far as i could find out they um they don't have a policy on sexuality but i'm assuming they'll be cool with it uh then we have the more uh problematic offshoots of satanism uh, for example, the order of the nine angels—sorry, uh, the order of the nine angels—I always mispronounce it. I want to say angels, but no. Order of the Nine Angels uh, was founded by a um, British neo-Nazi turned Satanist, in which he founded the Order of the Nine Angels, uh, and then political Islamist was where he ended up. Uh, his name is David Myatt. I can't get into it because it's such a long, weird story. But um, if you want to look up David Myatt, that's, it's a weird turnaround. Um, the Order of the Nine Angles uh, is an organization that's still kind of around and has a lot of writings. I haven't seen anything explicitly homophobic in what they say, but they're very big on the uh, mutualism of woman and man and sex rituals. And they kind of support human sacrifice and it's always a woman and it always is this someone's kink. Uh, so uh, I'm imagine they're not, they're not big on the, the gay boys. Um, and that's what leads us to the whiny little bitches of the satanic movement, uh, the satanic temple.
1: So uh, yeah. So the satanic temple, they seem to be like really activist in the courts Lots of lots of suing people, lots of suing uh, schools uh, for showing the Ten Commandments, um, and and they want an equality so that there are you know Satanist uh, uh, texts up there alongside them. So I would say they're like a really badass Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, new atheist thing. It's like new atheism plus Satan plus suing the pants off people to make a point.
0: Plus very, very progressive in how they approach sorts of things. Very American progressivism as part of their political philosophy. Uh, yeah, the Satanic Temple were founded in 2013. Basically, they, they are using satanic imagery um, as part of activism and as part of kind of social justice more broadly. Uh, I like some of the stuff that they do. I actually think that they do some really awesome stuff with First Amendment cases in the united states in broadening the definition of religion in a way that kind of proves how ridiculous the first amendment is Um, so they are a registered religion in the u.s the church of satan was never a registered religion because they had a a very principled stance against tax exempt status for religions and didn't want to be lumped in with all of those other organizations the satanic temple have taken the other approach and they're a registered Uh, religious charity and are using that platform to challenge all the religious privileges in the united states and i I do think that their activism is really awesome even some of their public spectacle stuff is awesome so they sometimes do have you heard of the pink masses that they do no i haven't so the pink pink mass uh started i think sounds
1: like a frank ocean
0: track yeah. <laughs> well it it started pink as matter. a uh as kind of counter protests uh to you know the Westboro Baptist Church.
1: Yep. God yeah. God hates the fags. God yep. hates
0: fags, they protested um funerals of, of uh dead gay people and also of uh soldiers and lots of those sorts of things. They uh handled a pink they have they've had several pink masses over the graves of, uh, dead members of the Westboro Baptist Church. So you've got like two gay guys making out half naked, uh, above Fred Phelps's tombstone and, you know, those sorts of things where, you know, it's a bit fun. So I, I kind of appreciate oh my God. that.
1: Michael Moore did that in his, uh, late nineties, early 2000 series, The Awful Truth. He got, he got a uh, 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 like combi van uh, of, of gays that he called the Sodomobile, and he went and like counter picketed Westboro Baptist Church rallies. We're heading out. Riding aboard 16,000 pounds of hot pink steel and fiberglass, straddling a chop shop customized Ford Slant 6 diesel engine. The Sodomobile. Sleep chariot of freedom-loving buggery designed to carry our gay ambassadors of love on a whirlwind tour of every single state that
0: made it illegal to be gay. So, some of the things that the Temple of Satan are all about, um, they, they talk about things like one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs they're a bit it's a bit boring it's not
1: i really liked them of course you like do they, i really liked them because they were like altruism <laughs> is okay they said all these they said all these nice things um i don't what what about them is
0: satanic is my question well
1: it's see them choosing Satan kind of made sense to me because if you're going to run a whole bunch of, if you're going to run a whole bunch of, um, uh, first amendment cases, uh, arguing an equality between your bullshit religion and an actual religion, uh, you can't really pick something like, uh, the church of the flying spaghetti monster because it's too obviously trolling, right? Like the, it's the reason you pick the fly, this flying spaghetti monster, is that obviously no one believes in the flying spaghetti monster. But if you pick, if you, if you pick Satan, you can't call their bluff. You can't be like, "Come on, you guys don't really believe in that," because it's already part of another organization's set of religious beliefs. So you're like, oh. Satanism is crazy. Oh, Satan's crazy. Oh, well, so is, you know, Jesus. So is all the rest of it. So you can't you can't fault their logic. You can't unpick the fact they're trolling, even though that they are as obviously trolling as
0: the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, and I think this is why they kind of annoy me a little bit, because they're not they're not a they're not serving the purpose of a religion in my head. The purpose of religion should be all about like how you should live your life and how you define meaning in your life. It should not be this, This it's an advocacy group. And I, I do think that they're great as an advocacy group, but I think that they are maybe taking away what I think was really interesting about the Church of Satan, which was it was a, a philosophical critique philosophical and cultural response to the christianization of society um as opposed to the satanic temple which i think is just like they're just american liberals uh who have who have that kind of cheeky trolley vibe to them and it doesn't have that like depth to it that i find so fascinating in the church of satan
1: well for me, the Church of Satan is like a hot mess of uh, libertarian political philosophy with Satan slapped on it, and they don't actually believe in Satan. And 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 the Satanic Temple was basically uh, the ACLU, the American uh, Council for Civil exactly. Liberties. Exactly, we already uh, have the ACLU with Satan slapped on it, and I. I'd much much rather be in uh, the ACLU with Satan on it than the Ayn Rand fan club with Satanism on it. It's not a
0: political philosophy. (laughs) So whether you're into the uh, traditional far superior Church of Satan model, or you're into the whiny little bitch American progressive uh, Satanic temple model of Satanism, uh, there is a place for you. Uh, within the glorious satanic religion. Uh, And I think we should all give a Hail Satan out there. Hail Satan.
1: Uh, You say Hail Satan, I say you do you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sinister Sissies podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sinister Sissies. You can also follow us individually at Jared Bartle and at Paul underscore Carp. We've also recently set up a Patreon. So if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash Sinister Sissies. I hope to see you next time and stay sinister.